This is the Zach Ansbury Show. Welcome. On today's podcast clip, we have the head of marketing of the Collingwood Football Club, Karina Whiteford. Mm. So you have also been a project director at Nation Creative? Yeah. So, so I, don't, I don't know what that actually means. <laughs> oh, so yeah, fill okay. me in. Um, this, this, I went through a little bit of a... Um, I guess it was realising that sport was where I wanted to work. And my role at um, SATC, so Tourism Commission, sorry, um, was a maternity leave contract. So okay. it actually wasn't permanent ongoing. So it was a bit of a risk jumping from what I had in the retail property area um, and sort of that really stability and everything and trying something totally new that I wasn't sure I was going to like and was only going to be doing for 18 months or however long it ended up being. So when the end of my contract um, came up, I sort of had to have a real sort of mirror moment of looking at myself and going, what do I want? What am I trying to do? And in that moment, I knew that I was never going to be doing my best work and making the biggest impact in an industry I wasn't passionate about. Okay. So I took a really, really big risk and decided that I wasn't going to apply for any old job just for the sake of making money or whatever it might have been, I was going to take the risk and just freelance until the right job came up. And it so happened that through a very valuable friend of mine, um, she introduced me to Greg Kanagi, who is the CEO of Nation Creative. And he just needed a little bit of help for six or seven months or something like that, just in terms of operationally, the agency was going through a little bit of change. Um, I love helping people. So I sort of had an initial chat with Greg and he and I have very similar ways of thinking and we immediately just got along like a house on fire. And so through the freelancing side of what I was doing, ended up working at Nation Creative. Okay, they offered you a full-time role. Well, yeah, I was just there every week. <laughs> I kind of started just rocking up and being like, Did hey, they guys, offer you a position or did you just not leave? <laughs> I, yeah, they ended up um, yeah kicking me out. They had security <laughs> off. Um, no, and I truly loved working there. But that was actually something that – and I'm, I, I'm very philosophical and really believe in this whole like everything's meant to happen and all that cliche stuff because – it truly is. And this believing in myself and saying, you're not going to be great if you don't work somewhere that you're not passionate, just take time, take a breather, let things happen, um, really worked out because the time that I spent at Nation probably gave me the most sound and um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but just my understanding of strategy and in terms of how we communicate to people that see so in the sense of creative, like how we communicate to people is really embedded in strategy and how we identify brands and how we think about them and just, you know, like just putting together an ad to sell something needs to mean something. And I think that was that was the, the biggest takeout of my whole time at Nation was just having a, a really refreshed view on what strategy means for marketing communications and and brand and and all of that so until that point it had felt quite retail and quite tactical um so working with the nation creates team was uh yeah so they they were solely on the creative copy side or they schedule media as well or yeah so they um they were founded based on the fact that they didn't think that um well, they sort of wanted to be a disruptor in the advertising agency sort of um, sector. 
and they build themselves on the fact that they do things differently and they were sort of going through an evolution of, of becoming an ad agency that did creative and copy and, and servicing in the sense of media buy and TVCs and things to really going that bit deeper um, and understanding, well, you know, what are you trying to achieve? Like, who are you? What is your brand? What does it represent? Why do people want to connect with you? Um, and there's a lot of, um, I guess, Simon Sinek feeling around that that work in terms of like find your why, what's your purpose, um, because that's really what people are connecting into rather than, you know, these tactical benefits or features anymore. It's feeling more powerful connections. So they were, they were going through this evolution of, of being like an ad agency to being more of a marketing communication strategy agency with creative output. Okay. And so that really reframed how I thought about that side of things as well. Yeah. And, and so what was your role while you were there? So project director. So I was working on um, different client needs. So I was actually it was actually nice to go on the other side in the sense of being the one that got the brief from the client instead of being the client um, and was working really closely with the CEO in terms of how that um, side of the business was developed. And then working with him on um, clients as well. Okay, so you were mm. you were putting together the creative, or you were no, no, working on like the strategy and having the gotcha. workshop sessions to find. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we would do um, the discovery sessions. Okay. So looking at how we how we unearth their purpose and their why, and um, and translating that into a strategy that then connected into creative output. Yeah. Okay. And so then from there, you then managed, you obviously knew you wanted to get into sport mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from your experience with Clipsal and mm-hmm. the supercars and mm-hmm. everything. Then you got a lot of experience through like this, um, mm-hmm. the, the, the new place at Nation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then from there, you found yourself in the SANFL. Yeah, in Sandful. Yeah. How, how'd you manage to find yourself there? Um, well, I guess it was, um, like I said, I was sort of I was waiting for the right role. I was waiting for the industry that I wanted to be working in, which was sport. Yeah. So, um, and obviously, I was really transparent with Greg about that. And I'm jumping ship term. as soon as I find something. <laughs> mate, I'm He's out like, of God, here. I cannot wait. You've been <laughs> hanging around. We didn't need you for another four <laughs> yeah. months. But, we haven't um, even paid you. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it was such a cool office as well. Um, yeah, certainly. So when the role came up. Um, I probably knew that the actual role was probably a little bit junior to my experience and okay. to what I was wanting, but I knew that it was a great entrance into the sporting industry. Um, In particular, football, and, or you didn't yeah. really care which sport? No, I wasn't. I wasn't exclusively looking at football. Um, I think I grew up in a soccer family, so okay. AFL was probably a little bit foreign and yeah, yeah. none of my family even knew when I got the job at Collingwood. My mum was telling everyone she knew that I got a job at Collinswood. So that's <laughs> like what we're working with here. Um, Your marketing needs to start at home. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, um, the soccer market is what we'll go for next. No. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I grew up in a soccer family, so I actually thought that I would be best suited to, to soccer because mm. I just knew the game, I'd played it. Um, but yeah, certainly wasn't exclusively looking at any particular, um, sporting code. Um, but yeah, so footy just ended up being the one and Sandful, it all worked out and yeah. Cause the role there was brand communications consultant. Uh, no, that one was, um, digital marketing coordinator. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Seems Uh, like forever ago. Yeah. And so you... 
thought at that time you really took a, I don't know how to put this, like maybe a... It was like an adjacent step. <laughs> yeah, you, you, but you realised you were happy to do that to get into yes. something you're passionate about. Yes. Because your true skills wouldn't come out unless you're actually passionate about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. And I think, um, yeah, I was just excited for a new challenge in terms of like the application as well. I'd sort of, I'd done obviously motorsport and I knew that and not of course that I knew everything, but I was keen to sort of cut my teeth on something new. And I sort of don't like limiting myself to trying to think too far ahead about what can and can't happen. And I always like to think quite positively and sort of think, well, you know, who knows if I make a really good um, impact from this job, you just don't know what they're going to to want to, you know, promote you or expand your scope of work or you just don't know. Um, and certainly it, like the interviews were so much fun. Like the, everyone was just so nice and I just knew that the, the culture fit was going to be great. Okay. Um, and, yeah, and that it was a really good entrance point to understanding a new world. So I'm, uh, I'm coming at this from a completely different view, mm-hmm. right, because or my experience. So mm-hmm. I literally did my undergraduate at UniSA, mm-hmm. then I did honours, master's, PhD, and now I'm a, a, a research fellow there. Yes, and then I looked at like your CV and I'm like, you've been at a lot of places <laughs> and yours, your experience is the opposite to mm-hmm. me. You're, mm-hmm. you're very good at what appears to be mm-hmm. moving to new environments, becoming quite comfortable, mm-hmm. building good relationships, mm-hmm. thriving in that environment yep. and then finding a new challenge. Yes. Do you think that's something that has worked well for you? Absolutely. Um, there's one thing and I'm almost becoming a bit preachy about it. I think everyone at work is almost getting a little bit sick of it. Only 11, <laughs> only 11 months in. Um, no, I'm certainly, they're not, they're certainly putting a polite face on anyway. Um, but no, I, I think self-awareness is the best, the best asset you can have. Um, and it's not even just, you know, like, oh, this is who I am and this is what I like, but it goes beyond that. This is how I operate. This is what I um, this is the way I like to receive information or this is the best way I build relationships. And and I think that has been integral for me in the sense that it's happened for me professionally and personally. And I think it, you have moments where you have to reflect on who you are and what you can and can't change about yourself. Okay. And I think that is the most yeah, it's it's just the be- it's the best asset because you you're then very clear about what you want, and I guess you're you're not defined by what you are not. You are just sort of very strongly. I don't know how to word it. It's just empowering when you believe in yourself and you understand yourself to be able to then make moves that might seem risky from the outside, um, and create connections off nothing Mm. because you're just, this is who I am. This is how I go about it. And you don't need to, to factor in anything else because you're sort of, I don't know. It's like the whole idea of don't be anyone but yourself Mm. because they're all taken or whatever, however it goes. Um, And certainly I just, I, I try to get a vibe for how other people operate. And I think I'm a little bit intuitive in that sense. So I'm probably a bit lucky um, to be able to then assess how I approach them based on, how I work, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I was just about to ask you, cause yeah. I think like, cause I, I hear about you and, and your mm. reasoning behind doing this 
And that sort of thing is petrifying to me, right? Like, I like <laughs> I my, love it. I love my office. I love the place I work. I mean, I'm fortunate mm. that it's it's mm-hmm. it's a job I'm very passionate about, and I mm-hmm. and I really I have wonderful coworkers, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm at the forefront of of my industry, so I'm mm-hmm. pretty pretty proud of that. But and but to me, even if it wasn't, I think I would. I'm not that sort of person who yeah who just moves on. So is that something that you've always been, or is it something you've sort of trained yourself to do? I think I've trained myself to do it. Yeah. And certainly I'd noticed in myself that the the time it took for me to settle into a new workplace was getting shorter okay. every time I so started a new place. And I was like, okay, so this is becoming more and more familiar. And certainly I still get first day nerves. Like I still get shaky. I still worry about everything. I'm certainly not exempt from that. But, yeah, I think it's a little bit of training in the sense that if I want these things and if I want – if this is what makes me happy – and where I feel like I'm making the best impact and having the most, um, like I feel rewarded, um, then I need to get over these short-term feelings yeah. because ultimately I'll feel better later because that's what really makes me happy and gives me that feeling, that that feeling of, um, I guess, trepidation only lasts for about five days now okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm cracking jokes and making everyone laugh so that's pretty um, good five days is pretty good <laughs> hey guys it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders if you've enjoyed today's podcast then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode there are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and the practitioners you do not want to miss these in the meantime if you're looking for another way to connect then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y for my take on the marketing issues of the day.